this podcast is about the Highland Games, and that's something that uh, is near and dear to Jeremy's heart. That is his thing. So if I just said, what the heck are the Highland Games? How would you... How would you describe this? What's, what goes on? This, this is a Pittsburgh thing. You started or you're, you're in front I started of our group, yeah, the Pittsburgh that? Scottish <laughs> Athletic Association. So the, the Scottish Highland Games is a um, – it obviously comes from Scotland, um, and it dates back to – they said around 1200 uh, AD um, where the – citizens of scotland the people of scotland when they were fighting against england they were using um in fighting wars not just england but fighting wars they they were able to use stone they didn't have weapons they didn't have arrows any of that so they were using log long logs to like throw them over uh propel them you know towards their uh their enemy um stones you know hurling stones things of that nature so that's kind of the origins if you look up the story but to ask what they are in current day, it is a uh, athletic event that usually takes place at a large festival, and, uh, and it's a Scottish theme festival. But it's in America. There's nine events, so uh, it's very similar, and it goes uh, a lot with um, like field from track and field. So shot put would be a stone throw. So there's nine events. There's stones. There's there's a Heavy, it's what they call the Braemar stone, but it's essentially the heavier stone. Those stones can ra- uh, range in weight depending on women versus classes for men, but they could be up to almost 25 pounds. And it's where you're in a box, and you, you don't get to spin or move as you see in a, uh, in a shot put in the Olympics, but you kind of just can hurl that stone. Now, there's no real technical way to do it. A lot of guys hold it out like a shot put, but they hurl it, and the further when it throws, the furthest wins. Yeah. Then there's another open stone where you actually can spin and whatnot. So there's two types of stones. The open stone's lighter. There's a hammer throw event where it's similar to Olympics, but it's a it's either on a rattan stick or and it's a 16. Uh, there's a heavy hammer that's 22 pounds. They get really heavy and they're yeah. on about a 54 inch, 54 55 inch. You can make them out of PVC pipe as well. Big uh, metal uh, ball and it's kind of custom made. Again, 16, 22 pounds for men. Spin it around, and you have to throw it up over. You want to get that leverage. Whoever throws it the farthest um, wins. Uh, I know guys who can do throw it 100 to 130 feet. Wow. It's pretty sounds, impressive. That sounds evil to be in a, in a war where people are throwing sledgehammers well, those, at you. It's, similar, it's like a sledgehammer, yeah. <laughs> and it has some bend. That. So, you know, and it goes down the line. You have stones. You have hammers. Uh, there's weight for distance, which what that is is it's a it's – a, there's a lightweight for distance that's 28 pounds for men, and then there's a 56 pound, which is the heavyweight for distance, and it's on a uh, chain about this long, and you want to get momentum and swing that thing and spin yourself around in a box. If you go outside of that box or above the trig, uh, you get a foul, but you can you have to throw that out, and whoever can hurl that out, uh, the farthest obviously wins. Um, others, uh, the most popular one is the caber toss. The caber toss looks like a it's a most of them are trees or kind of resembles a telephone pole it's not as heavy as a telephone pole but they can range anywhere from 14 to 18 19 feet uh tall and they can get pretty heavy i mean they start at about 75 pounds i've seen where the professionals throw 130 140 pounds and it's where you pretty much you have a partner stand it up and once you stand that up you get a hold of it and you got to kind of go down underneath tuck it up in there like right here, that tall, balance it, get it up, and, you know, catch it. 
and then you have to flip it over, and whoever flips it to the, like, they look at it as, like, a clock. If you get a 12 o'clock, and it has to turn over. So you flip it once, it hits. It's at 12 oh. o'clock, it turns over. Um, that's, like, a perfect score. Well, is that like, was that a weapon? I mean, it, 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 allegedly, the, 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 the folk tale is that it was used as a weapon or to wow. get over and scale over walls, oh, things yeah, of so that, that was, nature, yeah, being so. able to balance it, throw it up. Um, but that is the most popular just because, and it's the most menacing. I remember the first time I did it and I was just, I mean, I've always been into athletics and, and, and lifting and whatnot. Um, first time I ever had one of those and getting it to balance and whatnot, it was, yeah. uh, pretty intimidating. Um, but it's, uh, once you get it down, it actually is more rhythm, wow. you know? And so a couple of the other events, um, sheaf, uh, toss, it's where, um, kind of looks like a, we call them standards, but it looks like. Uh, field goal posts, but really tall. They can go up to 40 feet, and they just get the bar goes up as you throw it up. And what it is, it's a like a burlap bag. You know, you can people stitch hand stitch them and fill them. Um, and they and just think of a big like haystack almost that's stitched together. Um, that's maybe 16, and 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 they go up in weight as well. They can go up to over uh, I believe 20 pounds. You use a pitchfork, kind of stab it in. And you swing it up and throw it over your back, and you want to make it over in between the poles, kind of oh, yeah. like, yeah. Um, I know guys that they're really good at it. They throw up to thirty-eight feet. Um, so these are basically some of these are the tradition goes back to them being used as weapons or yeah. things you used to farm. Like it's kind like, of a combination. Like, I mean, yeah. the sheath toss is an American one. It looks like a three-pronged uh, pitchfork. Yeah. Um, but uh, and you'd be sticking like a barrel of hay, but you you toss the bag over your your shoulder, and some guys do a spin, and as long as it goes up in between the the two poles and uh, over the bar, uh, you get it. Wow. And then um, lastly is weight weight mm-hmm. over bar. Similar, uh, same standard. It's a you know uh, either a fifty six or a forty two pound weight if you're a masters, which is forty plus, and um, you kind of spin it on. You put it under your uh, your 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 legs and you dip down and you you have to put it up over and throw it up over your head. You're literally standing underneath a fifty six pound metal. It's like weight. a kettlebell. Throw it is like, like a kettlebell. Is, Very yeah, similar. Okay. Same on a chain with a handle. Tears oh, up it's your on hands. A chain. Yeah, that's what makes it. It feels like 156. Wow. I remember the first time I picked up the 56-pound weight, and I'm like, oh, this is easy. Kettlebells, tossing them. That's how I was practicing. I didn't have any of this equipment. It's not readily available. And um, when it's on a on a chain and you got a couple inches of length there uh, with, like, a circle ring or even, like, a handle ring, it felt like 156 pounds, and it throws wow. you around. And so that that kind of explains we have to wear kilts. It is uh, international. There's international, uh, you know, it's really big. It's grown in the United States. It's at a lot of Highland Games festivals or uh, Renaissance uh, oh, festivals, yeah, yeah. things like that. I've seen it at carnivals, state fairs. Uh, we started doing our own. Um, we decided, we're like, let's grow the sport. You know, we were all getting up there in age, but we're trying to get some youth involved. We decided to start an organization called the – it's kind of a volunteer organization, but Pittsburgh Scottish Athletic Association – we started doing small events, and then we went to large scale. Um, last year, we did our first large one at Libations Winery by Grove City. We had about two thousand people enter, and it's uh, takes all day. It's an all day event. It's fascinating to see. It's it's some of the biggest guys I've ever seen. Some of the most athletic guys I've ever seen, and uh, it's um, it's a sport that I'll tell you the like. The friends that you gr- you create uh, with it. When I first went, I thought it was going to be very competitive. You know, a lot of you know testosterone, and yeah. and uh, it ended up being um, 
some of my best friends uh, to this day. Everybody cheers you on. You know, majority of the athletes, even they, they don't get paid. They do this for fun. How far which, does an athlete travel to participate? What's the uh, they said travel? Pretty far. Does some go to all the games. Like I, this is my thing. So I travel. To there's multiple games. classes. Um, I mean, there's a. The women's go from, you know, lightweight to uh, all the way up to, you know, uh, amateurs, men and women. You have masters, which is 40 plus. Um, and then there is a pro class. And so uh, if you're really good, you travel. One of the guys in our groups, he's a master. He's about 43 years old, but he got to, he was in the top 10 in scoring the previous year. He went up to um, Nova Scotia for the world cha- masters wow. world championship. This year it's in um, Netherlands or something. They're in wow. Scotland. Scotland has a world championship. The pros travel it a lot. They get paid a very minute amount, not much, but they uh, they travel all over the world. So it is a global international sport, um, very big in, in, in Europe, Canada. Uh, I befriended people in Australia that do it. Um, so, yeah, you, you travel. What is your personal connection to this Scotland Highland game? Uh, well, I am Scottish. Okay. <laughs> so uh, – I used to go to the Ligonier Highland Games, and that's been going on for 60-plus years. Big festival, great food, great all kind of things to do. I went a number of years ago, and I was like, yeah, I'd like to try it. I'm Scottish. You know, my my clan affiliation is Bruce. Um, So we have our own tartan and whatnot. You have to specially order it. It's red, and it it identifies your family ties, you know, back in in Scotland. So I went to the event, uh, the festival, and then – I went back a number of years later, and I said I was I was looking for something new in my life, like something to like that competitive edge. Yeah. And in uh, 2015, I went again. It had been the first time I'd been there a while. I said I'm going to do that. Well, the following year, dear friend of mine's wedding happened to fall, but then in 2017 is when I did it. And uh, from there, I competed uh, in 2018, 2019, 2020 got kind of derailed with COVID. But after that, um, last year I competed about 10 different places. I was in three different states. Um, traveled quite a bit, wow. and so it uh, it was uh, it's it's a it's a heritage thing. But most guys, there's a lot of guys who they're not anywhere, nothing about them Scottish, yeah. but they come usually kind of a background in uh, either high school or even um, college uh, track and field, shot put, hammer, discus throwers. Um, they generally do really well in this sport, or really big, strong guys. Is it local? Is it a local version of it? What time of year is it? Uh, it it's Well, it's all year round, but it is local. We generally start our season. I mean, I, we practice in the winter and whatnot, and there's a group we work with, uh, Great Lakes Scottish Athletic Association out of Ohio. They, uh, they do the Arnold Classic. So it starts okay. as early as that. It's an indoor event, but they do a winter one. But locally, we start around April is when ours. It goes into October is usually So the you participate time. as an athlete. Uh, you're not a, you're not a, you don't organize it or do you help I do organize? both. You do both. You're yeah. This year I've, I'm dealing with a shoulder issue, but this year, uh, I, I'm, I'm really focusing on, we're growing out the libations winery on October 14th gotcha. this year. We actually have a pro class that we're announcing. Um, so, but I, I've competed since 2017, uh, and I've got probably about, I'd say almost two dozen, uh, uh, over the years competitions some small yeah some medium some large events um but yeah i've been, been competing since 2017 and been organizing since 2020 2021 what are some of the challenges you get from trying to put this on here i mean you always have the pandemic was a was a tough challenge oh, it was. outside of that but how tough is it to put this together find a space it sounds like it that's really where it comes down to a you need you need the space um remember the hammers can be thrown 
some of these guys. I mean, you get the yeah. pros in here. There, oh, even yeah. amateurs, 130 feet. So you need space. So you need almost like, I would say, up to a football field or close to it. At least maybe 50, 60 yards, but it has to be all the way around. Because you don't want, I mean, it's, these things can, could, right. You don't want, you're, I mean, you're the where you get the, the, the no, you don't want anybody hurt and whatnot, <laughs> but, um, space is one of them. Uh, a good event to back off of, um, equipment is challenging because again, it's just not readily available. A lot of the guys who provide equipment in this sport are generally, um, guys who do, are, are blacksmiths, they, make, craftsmen. The stuff, they yeah. make it and then they've produced it. We'll, we'll put some links in, in, in the video in the, in the description of some of those guys and, and, and gals and groups who do it. But, um, equipment, space, it's hard to find practice spaces. I can imagine. I mean, that it tears thing. up fields. When, um, you, when you are, you say when you put this, this on, are you accompanying it with another festival that's going on? Like if there's a thing going on, you're like a part of that? Like if there was a regatta, you'd be in a certain area. Yeah, absolutely. Or if there's something going on at Grove City, you'd be out in a certain area. So okay. the way we started doing it is, yeah, we would piggyback off or we would go to like breweries or county fairs and whatnot, try to piggyback I off their you. event, okay. provide entertainment because that's what it is. Um, the Ligonier Highland Games, I mean, the main entertainment is the heavy athletics. Gotcha. And they have everything else is, 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 is outside of it. But we try to piggyback it off, but the libations is – we met Brian, the owner. Um, we had another facility that we had done, a smaller one, tried to do a bigger one, but unfortunately there was a scheduling conflict. Went to him at Libations. He had a big field. He's like, I've been wanting to do a fall festival. Wow, perfect. So he put together the fall festival side, which they have like vendors and crafts, and, and he brings out the food, and there's all kind of events that are going on on the side, and then we have pretty much the main entertainment. A lot of bagpipe uh, pipers come in. They do parades. They do their own. Uh, they'll do a halftime show. Um, it brings out specialty dogs. Oh, you know, yeah, the uh, Irish Wolfhounds and yeah. the Sc- Scotty Dogs and all them. They do parades for that because that's a unique tie to it. Um, and then um, fiddling, dancing, um, and, and certain type of, you know, Scottish ethnic food, which yeah. you just don't really see anywhere else is, wow. is where it is. But, yeah, I mean, in regards to the challenge, it's it's location and, and equipment. Um, it would probably be the two biggest challenges to find because equipment breaks when you're throwing it around. Right. And not everybody wants massive holes when you got guys right, you gotta clean, for 20, yeah. t- tossing a 56-pound a, a weight 30 feet or, a, you know, a, a 18 pounds, 20 pounds stone, and, it, and it's been wet. Yeah. You should see the holes it brings. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> I, was, I was watching some video on that. And just just from my standpoint, maybe a look at it f- from my point of view as a as a you know someone who covers those events with video and photography, I don't want to get hit with one of those things. So I'm thinking, how often has there been friendly fire where I'm like ready to take a picture in the kettlebell? He hits me smack in the lens. So like I just want to be far away with a big lens and you, make sure they don't let go of it before get, they're swinging around like this, man. You get you used to it, though. Like, okay. like you gotta really I, trust someone. I've never someone. been a part of anybody other than seeing hands get tore up. Yeah, from no like, one's ever been hit with a flying kettlebell. No, not right. the, what I, in mine. It, none of the weights, none of the the stones or the hammers and whatnot. I, I, we almost saw we were up at um, it was uh Edinburgh does a Highland yeah. Games, a small one. I've competed right. there. Somebody had a big drone, and they were kind of getting. Oh and, yeah, and, and it, came, it was a close call. Was it? But um, we. <laughs> So we, we, we really go into being very cautious. Um, yeah. We tell everybody, like, there has been times where the guys that are shagging, we call them shaggers or volunteers or even yeah. other athletes, they're talking. and they're we, We've had the screen. We've had on. some yeah, close yeah. calls, absolutely. Or I, one time a hammer at Edinburgh went into the – luckily the grass was longer. It would have taken some people out. Oh, where yeah. we, we generally – precautions are like a cage around the hammer 
uh, similar to a batting cage. Yeah. And with the caber, I mean, we really, especially for newer athletes, if it's their first, I mean, we, everybody around does their best in coaching. And where that, some guys try to hang on to it too much. Um, I know a couple of my athletes that, that are in our group, I mean, they've seen where guys have broken their collarbone because they've hung on to right, it too. Yeah. We, when we see it, drop it. Right. We yell, drop it. So you put a lot of time into the safety and make sure. Yeah, it's, yeah so absolutely. But it's yeah. very unique sport. It's, um, it's challenging. It beats on your body, but uh, I'll tell you, it's 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 uh, it's addicting. How do I find out where this is going to be? Is there um, a, a website or something? Yeah, so uh, you can go to Pittsburgh Scottish Athletic Association on our Facebook page. That uh, will give our event in October, October fourteenth, Saturday, all day event. It's at Libations Winery. Okay. Um, they on their website they have it as well on their calendar, and then there's one that we are a part of in September. Um, at the end of September, uh, Ligonier Highland Games. So if you look up on just Google Ligonier Highland Games or look them up on their Facebook page, they have uh, it's generally the third Saturday in um, September. They've been switching it around due to like the way Idaho, because it's at Idaho Park. Yeah. And Idaho has been kind of switching theirs if the park's open, if it's not. So um, Ligonier Highland Games is another one. It's a great event, it's good for the family. There's lots to do. Um, and same with our libations event. We have the skydivers that do a halftime skydive show. We have pipers. There's bands later. And there's all kinds of wine, beer, food. Uh, and we generally have about 40 to 50 craft craft vendors and, and vendors that sell all kinds of different uh, things oh, wow. between crafts, meats, um, Scottish clothing. So it's, it's, a, it's a unique festival. Yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, so we know the dates of this year's. Anything else I got to know to be there? Check it out. No, I think that that covers everything, yep. and uh, we'll have more details uh, as the, we we come with all of our athletes. We'll be doing a spotlight on our uh, Facebook page and uh, and give all the details of all the uh, extra events that are going to take place. Yeah, we'll do a little post podcast yeah, after absolutely. the event. Yeah, we're going to do. Video. I'm going to bring the group podcast. on, or I'll bring the group on. We'll have everybody talk. Oh, that'll be cool. We'll do one our next uh, segment on Highland Games, and then we got a couple out in uh, California. They've got a YouTube channel. Uh, Rick Simmons is his name, oh, and cool. Arcady, husband and wife that compete. Uh, Iron Monger's Jim is who that is uh, yeah. here. They're out in San Diego. They've flown out. Gym owners who just found this one time and like, I want to try that. Yeah. And they started trying it, and here they are as husband and wife competing, uh, and he's one of the best masters wow. in like three years in the world. Very cool. Very cool. Looking forward to that. Let's look forward to some updates on that. All right. Perfect. Thanks, Thanks Jeremy. Thank you.